What's up everyone? It's Wengus, Wengus Khan, Gus, however you want to call me. And I know I've been quiet for a bit, but I am back with a podcast. Um, if you love football, this is a football-related podcast. It's talking about Liverpool and the Champions League and all sorts of things football. Of course, I'm sitting with a Liverpool fan, but we discuss a ton of other things as well. Um, especially if you're a Reds fan, this is the podcast for you. And I've been keeping it in the vault for ages because, you know, summer holiday has taken its toll on me. But I'm back and I'm serious now. So this podcast is up for you and I hope you enjoy it. Please don't forget to rate, review, comment, subscribe, share, everything, guys. I appreciate all your support. Thank you so much and I hope you enjoy this episode. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I have a very special guest with me today. He's the probably the biggest Liverpool fan I know, and he really wanted to be on the podcast, you know, so like you know we could speak about Liverpool's uh, accomplishments this season. And just for that, I wrote a special intro about <coughs> Liverpool's season. So after an amazingly ambitious season at Anfield, the bravery of the boys in red was rewarded with their hands clutching the classic Champions League trophy. The demons of denial were finally killed and the errors of what seemed like eons ago were erased. Energetic and sometimes erratic football took over the cup again this past season. But with the fine form of the likes of Fabinho and Firmino, all the Red fans forgot about the fallout with Coutinho. It was goals galore at the cup end and the greatness of goalie Allison made sure it was the tight shop at the other end. The history of hiccups and horrendous finals were finally handled and the individual icons of the Red Army stood up when it mattered most. Just when the jokes of them being the biggest losers of the league started, the gentleman like James Milner jumped to the jazzy tune of the Klopp Orchestra. Klopp himself equipped his men with the killer instinct, giving them the keys to what would be the kingdom of Europe, culminating in them kissing the crown. All these praises are not by luck, but this illustrious club has played both lovely and lively football at its best. I'm talking about none other than Liverpool Football Club. And with me today, I have a mega Liverpool fan, Chikuni Zimba. How's it, man? It's all good. Um, the season was good, for sure. Like, looking at everything, looking at what happened in the league, 97 points. Thank you. We were just unlucky not to win. True, sir. Because... What did you think of my intro? Ah, perfect intro. Perfect <laughs> I would have gone all the way to Z, but if, like, you know, I was, I was like, nah, 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 they'll be a bit too comfortable. So I just reached L. <laughs> Very funny. No, but like, I think intro. you guys had a really, really good season, to be honest. And I've been listening to like other football podcasts and things like that. And there are people who would say that Liverpool actually had a better season than City, despite City winning um, four trophies, if you include the community show. Do you think you, like, your Champions League win, like, erases, like, what City have accomplished? Mm, I don't think you can say that because four trophies in an English season has yeah. never been done before. Exactly. So that's a big achievement. I don't hate on Man City like most people do because I just respect Pep Guardiola and what he's yeah. done, you know? No, like he's really and, done. Yeah, go on. And like ever since he came, he's just raised the standards, you know? Yeah, from getting really points last year, 98 points this year. Not as good as last year, but he won three trophies. So, I mean, 
I can't hate him. No, yeah, you can't hate him, really. Like, I really respect Pep as well. Like, what he's done. Like you said, he's raised the standard. And, you know, um, look at, like, teams like six seasons ago. Getting 90 points, you'd have, like, you'd have laughed if someone said that it was going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, because of the level of competition now in the league, um, it's really, like, it's, like, last season was incredible. I think it's the best, personally, I think it's the best season we've had since Leicester won. Yeah, I, I think I agree because the time was just so exciting, so tight. It was one mistake and you're gone. That's how it feels. And you know, as a well, Liverpool fan, mean... it's like I was playing two games every week. Liverpool, <laughs> Man City's game. Yeah, Liverpool, yeah Man City's game. It was it was so stressful. You have no idea. I was so anxious. I can only imagine what it was like, like being like an actual fan, you know. Um, like, but like, it doesn't mean you should take away from like what Jurgen Klopp has done. I think um, the whole thing, like Liverpool's whole season, if anyone deserves credit, it's him because he's really been battered after losing, like you know, three finals and things like that. And yeah, like he's really like had it. He doesn't win anything. He just hugs his players, and then you know, at last. He gets his Champions League trophy, which is the biggest. I think it's the biggest one, really. Um, Pep, like Pep, did his things in the league. Like he gave Pep a run for his money. Pep didn't just, you know, roll over like last season. And he definitely deserves credit for that. Like Jurgen Klopp, out of everyone, really is the player of the person of Liverpool season. You know what I mean? He's built like a unit. Obviously, yes, there have been individual performances, but I think, you know, like, he deserves credit for bringing everyone together, squad rotation and everything like that. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Because if you think about it, when he came, our first game, our first team in his first game was completely different to the one that started, for example, the Champions League final. Yeah. This man came here and promised to win us a trophy in four years. He did it. Everything begins and ends with him. Like, you have no idea. When he came, it felt like a saviour was coming to Liverpool. Yeah, he brought a lot of optimism back to the club. He did, for real. And I remember watching his first press conference. He was like, we need to change from doubters to believers. I think over the four years, he's done that. And now we've gone a step further. Not just believers, we're achievers now. We won the Champions League. The biggest trophy in club football. Exactly. No, he's really he's really done well. Especially like, you know, considering um like you don't have the same squad like Man City have, for instance, where you can have like Mares and Sane and people like De Bruyne even this season, because of his injuries, was on the bench. Like Liverpool haven't necessarily had access to that like level of squad rotation. But you still gave City a run for their money and the team spirit was just incredible. Like, I think a lot of people, and you guys play really entertaining football. I think that's it. Like, you know, that was his big selling point as well. Club plays really entertaining football. Some people call it rock star football. Like, obviously, it hurts when you lose. But, like, when you win, it's phenomenal to watch unmatched. And, you know, I like how he brought in Virgil van Dijk last year. And Alisson. I think that was his masterstroke. Van Dijk and Alisson. Yeah. I remember when we got Van Dijk, people laughed at the price. They're like, 75 million, that's too much for a defender. 
as a Liverpool fan, I learned to trust Klopp because I was like, every sign he's made has worked out, except Carrius, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> let's not talk about that guy. <laughs> no, no, no. We're here to celebrate good things. Yeah, we're here to celebrate good things. So when he signed Van Dijk, our defense immediately improved. I was, you know, it went from being worried every time we were being attacked. Now when we're being attacked, I just sit there. I'm like, ah, big verge, you get it. No <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In all honesty, um, let's talk about Virgil van Dijk for a minute. Like, it's good that you've brought it up because I actually think, I still believe right now, maybe only, I, st- I believe he should be in the Va- Ballon d'Or discussion. For sure. I think he should I, win. I honestly, honestly believe. It's, I know obviously people are going to say he didn't win as much as, you know, now that Ronaldo has the Nations League or Bernardo Silva has like five trophies or whatever. And the obvious messy, like, you know, that kind of thing. But most valuable player this year, in my opinion, there's, no one, there's been no one more valuable to their club than Virgil van Dijk for Liverpool. Yeah, I think the same. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a Liverpool fan. I'm biased. No, as of course. Well, yeah. But if you look at the difference he's made, just like I say, when we're being attacked, I'm calm these days, you know? Yeah. When we have corners, I'm like, ah, big verge can score. I have no worries. Yeah, he was scoring goals as well. He was everything. He was everything. Best defender in the Premier League. No one's dribbled past him this season. Exactly. That's that's amazing. He played against Messi in the Champions League twice. And Messi, even Messi didn't dribble past him. So, exactly. so like it's he's had a brilliant season. Like I was actually saw like a list. Um, I don't know if you know the website transfermarket.com. They put yeah, out the yeah. most valuable players in the top ten most valuable players in the league. And the tenth person was like I think Leroy Sane was tenth and he's ninety million. They, they value him at ninety million. But Virgil van Dijk isn't on that list, meaning they value him at less than ninety million pounds, which is shocking to me. Wow. Considering I the season ever since he came. Yeah, like if you was to go anywhere, you can't go for less than one fifty. For sure. Yeah, the way, ah, this market is so bad. Yeah, <laughs> this all market. But um, no, like Klopp has really made the signings. Like he's really done well. Um, I think Shakiri has been really underrated. Like he's been so good actually. Um, oh yeah, coming off the bench. I also talking about um, <laughs> if Van Dijk doesn't win the Ballon d'Or, it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that guy only knows how to score important goals. Oh my word! You talk about the Everton goal last minute. I thought we'd drawn that game, and then uh-huh. I see Van Dijk shoot. Pickford fails to save. I don't know how, and then Origi pops up with the header. I was, you have no idea the celebration in the house that day. They were crazy. Then the Barcelona goal, the one from Trent's corner. Trent. I think Trent also needs credit. Yeah, we also have to talk about Trent and Robertson. We actually... Those, <laughs> those two are the best fullback. I don't yeah. care what they No, like this one, I actually think I agree with. Like, I can't think of... And it's cool because like it's like a combo as well. If you were to say best left and right, most people would probably say together they would pick Trent and Robertson. And oh, yeah. Be, they've for been sure. so good, man. Assists left, right, and center. I actually don't think 
I know anyone who hits a ball across in harder than Robertson. Robertson hacks it when he sends he it. Hacks it. And he's always <laughs> more Salah. And Mo Salah comes in with the finish. Exactly. And, you know, um, another player, like, while we're talking about individual players, I think, obviously, Mo Salah, because of the expectation of the previous season, you know, we expected him to be up there. Um, Firmino's always been underrated, in my opinion, but he does the job. But this season, in particular, Sadio Mane has been class. <laughs> the class. Man, Sadio Mane. That guy, I don't know what to say about him. Because... He's improved every year since yeah. he came to Liverpool. True. He's just become like better and better. And you know, especially, we used to criticize him a lot because he misses a lot. Like, you know, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He still misses easy he chances. He still misses but... a lot. But like, he scores like, you know, he for this season at least, he was scoring reckless. Especially in the Prem. Yeah. 22 goals in the league. Top, joint top scorer. Same yeah. with yeah, and most like Mo Salah as well. Like you know, definitely deserves the credit still. But like it's 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 just that I think at the beginning of the season, most people wouldn't say like Man is getting twenty in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like when I found out he was at sixteen, I was like, "Is this all competitions with the Premier League?" And I was like, "Wow, this guy, like you know, this season he's not here to be." Like this season, it's been more spread out. You know, like yeah, it's been more sure. it's so much of like a team effort for Liverpool, and I think that's what like for me that's what was really entertaining. Like you know, there wasn't it wasn't like a one man show, and it's what Klopp is really all about. Yeah, for sure. Since his Dortmund days, in fact, yeah, since true. his times, he's always been someone who's emphasized the team ethic. That's yeah, what true. I like about him. And he's really, a fan. You know, that's the one thing I like. That's the one thing I like most about Klopp. Yeah, yeah. And he embraced us fans. I remember the the time in 2015 when we drew with West Brom. When uh, Klopp went to the fans and we started bow- he started bowing at the cop end. Mm-hmm. We went back to school and these guys laughed at me. <laughs> Four years down the line, we did it against Barca. And then we did it in the Champions League final after we won. Look who's laughing now. Exactly. No, it's... yeah, football is a painful sport, man. You know, like, you really have to take it sometimes. But yeah. you guys have endured, and I really like that because you know these days you've seen how managers are just leaving left, right, and center. But you guys have stuck with your man, and he's like it's paid dividends now. And you know people are now excited about how things are going forward because, in fact, let's let's even talk about that now. Like, so now that you like you know you have this Champions League in the bag, um, are you excited for what's happening next season? I know you guys don't fear losing anyone because like you know who wants to leave Liverpool right now. But you know, like, are you ex- are you excited about like next season, the prospects? You think like now you can focus on the league, maybe? I don't think. But I know that's another big one because if you guys won the league, there would have been chaos all over my social media as well. <laughs> For sure, I don't think we we don't believe in focusing on one competition. You know? Yeah. I remember earlier this season, Gary Neville was like, Liverpool should focus on the champion. No should focus on the Premier League, forget the Champions League. And Klopp is like, that's not how I work. Why not try and win everything? You know? Yeah, of course. That's what Pep does. Yeah, that's what Pep does. And look what's got him. Four trophies. So oh. next season, we're competing in seven competitions. Yeah. If you include the Club World Cup, oh, Super Cup, yeah. Community Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, of course, the aim should be win all seven. Because that's if you're not aiming to win, then you shouldn't be it. Yeah, 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 of course. And that's the level he's at now. Like, that's, the, that's how intense it is, really. Like, yeah. that's the intensity of the club. Like, are there any... Um, is there anyone you, you'd like to sign? Do you have your eyes on anyone? Is there any areas... I know you've had a brilliant season, but, like, is there any area you think you could improve on, maybe? The midfield. We need a creative midfielder. That's what killed us, I think, in the league. Because in games like against Leicester, when we drew... I think it was back-to-back Leicester, West Ham. West Ham, Everton... It cost you the league. Those back-to-back draws, I think it was in January. Yeah, in general. Like, yeah, 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 that's what every, everyone says that's where, you know, you guys lost it. I agree. Because had we taken advantage, we shouldn't be drawing with Everton. Come on. Yeah, true. Those are small boys. Man, <laughs> Liverpool is red. Man, you used all their subs in the first half. We didn't beat them. We shouldn't be drawing with such teams. Man, you. <laughs> with, with the Instagram players. No way. <laughs> Ah, let's not even start with those guys. They'll come for me if I talk about them. But you know, <laughs> man, yeah. you, man, you can't say anything right now. It's finished for now. Yeah, right enough. Years, they're in shambles. Yeah, they're in shambles. It's really. But I think those draws really cost us. Drawing with Arsenal at the Emirates, I was very upset that day. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal, no, we, we deserved it that day. We deserved it that day. Anyway, I can't say anything because I didn't watch that match. Oh, you didn't watch it? No, it was it was that it, match yeah. was a bit. Dead. I think that's one of the better games we played, to be honest. But yeah, like uh, you said, at the end it came to cost you. Um, maybe a creative midfielder would have helped in some way or another. And yeah, that's like you know I, but like yeah, I think that that's probably the one area I can think of because everywhere else you seem sorted. Yeah, your keep your keepers yeah. always fit. Um, your backline is. One of the yeah, best in the game. Um, yeah, your three, your midfielders are pretty solid. Like, you know, obviously maybe Milner's getting old now. Um, but Henderson, Fabinho, Keita, Shaquille occasionally, Wijnaldum. Yeah, they were brilliant. And uh, the front three, we know the front three. Yeah. <laughs> we, I think we, we also need a backup for them, you know, in case yeah, anyone yeah. gets injured. Because injuries happen. True, and, and Sturridge is on his way out. And he scored, like, that one important goal against Chelsea that helped. Oh, I remember that day. Grima, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought we would but lose that. You need you some know. of that, you know. We need that. Divo Corrigi is there, but we need someone yeah. else. You need, you need, like, you know, that once in a while, that guy who just shocks you, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Man City can start Sane, Aguero, Sterling. Exactly. And they can bench Gabriel Jesus. They can bench Bernardo Silva. They can bench De Bruyne if they want. Yeah. We need to get to that level where we can afford to bench guys like Fabinho, Keita, Wijnaldum, Henderson. Oh, let's actually... Jordan Henderson, eh? Like, I don't know why, but I'm really happy for him, eh? It's like, I remember like... when he was just a Sunderland man, like, you know, just a normal, let me say, a stock English central midfielder. You know, like, just like this yeah, guy, no, actually. He's not the first option you're going to buy in FIFA, like you know, or something like that. Like, but now, like you don't see him celebrate, and he looks, he looks like such a happy guy, and I'm like really happy for him. Like his story is so cool. Yeah, I think it's the same with me because Henderson's been through it. Yeah, you know, like criticizing him, 
Especially when he took over the armband. That was, I think, like, you know, when the most pressure was on him. Like, when Gerard left and then, you know, everyone's like, who's next? And it's Jordan Henderson. And people oh, are like, yeah. what's happening here? That that was crazy. I remember they're like, people, the problem is people were looking for the next Steven Gerrard. Yeah, that's the thing. But there's no man like Steven Gerrard. So True. Henderson is his own guy. He's the first Jordan Henderson. Yeah, he's here to carve out his own legacy, not continue Steven Gerrard's legacy. Exactly. So I'm hoping that we can win the league next year or in the future, in the yeah. next few years. Then he because has that over Gerrard, you know. Yeah, yeah he has that over Gerrard. Gerrard's my favorite Liverpool player ever, but I'm pretty sure like ninety percent of Reds would say the same thing. I, yeah. I still want Henderson to win, you know, because I want the team yeah, to win. Of course. No, his his story has been really good. Like I really rate Jordan Henderson. Um, in your in your team, really, I I would take anyone, like <laughs> anyone. You guys, you guys have been that good. Yeah, but like, I really respect like <laughs> the tragedy. Let's not even go into that club. That one's a whole podcast for another day. Do you remember when we beat you guys five <laughs> one? That day was so funny because you know I was watching with my brother and sister. And you guys scored yeah. first. So my brother went mad. He started celebrating like he'd won the World Cup or something. I was like, yeah, my yeah. boy, just sit down. In the next few minutes, we'll be leading. Yeah. It's... And we what happened. Uh, my, club, my club is in shambles. I'm, I'm actually not... Uh, I'm, a, I'm a shameless Madrid the next season. <laughs> Madrid, shameless. Let me call it now. I'm getting... Ah, We'll see. We'll see. I I still think they've got one more big signing in their pocket, actually. Maybe. But I can tell you this. I think they've got one more. Eden Hazard is not Cristiano Ronaldo. Of course not, man. They need a Cristiano Ronaldo. But anyways. No. It's not about Real Madrid. Yeah, like, anyways. Only time will tell. But, yeah, like, you know, this, this podcast is about your club, yeah. the Reds, Liverpool. So next season, like you said, you're going to try like your expectation. It's that high now that you're just going to want them to compete for everything. You're not going to say like it's okay if we don't win the FA Cup, for instance, but we win the league or whatever. You want everything. We want everything. I mean, if you're not competing with ev- for everything, are you really the mm-hmm. best? Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. It's really necessary. You compete for everything. Prove that you're the best. Pep Guardiola is going to compete for every trophy. I can assure you that. Yeah. He definitely will. So why shouldn't Jürgen Klopp do the same? He's going to do the same. But I'm confident that we'll do well next season. No, you, you probably will. And I'm sure once like the signings come in, you know, Klopp knows what he's doing. He, he seems like a man with a plan, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it took longer than most people may have wanted, but now I think is when we're going to see what Klopp mania was really all about. But I mean, or is all of he said four years and he's delivered in four years. So exactly. I have complete faith in him. But I remember when we lost three 0 to Barca in the Champions League. Oh man. Uh-huh. I won't even lie to you. I was scared for the second leg. I didn't know what would happen. Yeah. No, but you know Anfield Anfield is a different stadium when it's a champions league. It's something else. It's not you know? It's not like you know when there's a Premier League game there, you know, 
it's it's like yeah okay it's an unfilled intimidating ground and everything but when it's champions league i don't know what you guys do like thank god you're not hosting one of these finals like right now because it would be chaos oh man imagine if they announced the finals in if the final in 2020 is at anfield or that yeah it would be it would be chaos that's why now you'd play for everything it would be crazy for sure <laughs> but i can't wait I can't wait for next season. But how did you feel? Like, what, where were you, like, that day? Like, you know, the day you won? Uh, like, how was that? Like, what was the experience like? I mean, the day we beat Barca? No, not the day we beat Barca. Like, when you beat Tottenham in the final. Oh, um, I was at my aunt's house. I was in Dallas. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we just set up the TV. A few of us, my aunt, my cousins, uh-huh. a few friends. Yeah. Let's just yeah. watch this thing. I was crazy. Did you cry? No, man. Like, um, what you guys have done, really, like, this is it. It's been really, like, you know, good. I know people really bashed you for not winning the league. Um, I personally didn't because I don't understand that because, like, you know, if you're playing good football, it's good football. But I really think that Liverpool played so well this season. I was so happy that you guys won. I'm actually getting a Virgil 4 jersey because... Oh, uh, finally. <laughs> I really rate that guy that much. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> how much I love Virgil van Dijk. Story. Finally, a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have one, you know? Chikuni number four. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really getting that. I'm putting Virgil on the back. And, you know, you need to, people need to know that, you know, I, I work with the best defender. We appreciate a good defender. You know, so, um, like, I just wanted to say thank you for this. Actually, yeah, I should say thank you because, like, you know, um, this is obviously going to be, this is a different kind of podcast for me. Uh, <laughs> talking about football and stuff like that. Because, like, it's really cool. Like, it feels comfortable. And you wanted it. I'm sorry that it's so late. But, like, you know, um, football is football. Some things, you know, you can talk about them forever. And it's really just to say shout out to Liverpool, to all the fans. Um, I have to shout out BB because I think he'll be quite upset if he finds out that I did this and he wasn't invited. So shout out BB um, and all the other Liverpool fans, really. Like you guys, you've suffered for a long time. You finally have your, your time in the sun. Enjoy it. Yeah, I just want to thank you for having me. No, no worries. It's been, it's been good coming here, talk about my team and what the future holds for us. Definitely, that was just the beginning. The Champions League this year, it's the start of something new. It's the end of, of the suffering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Klopp said it, it's the beginning. It's just the beginning. Yeah, it's a new and since... Getting Since to the focus is one thing, maintaining yeah. it afterwards is another. Yeah. So, I mean, Klopp said this is just the beginning. I believe, I believe what he said. I have faith in him because he's delivered on his promise. Four years, one trophy, he's done. So, and it's a big one. It's not a small one. It's not an FA Cup. It's Champions of Europe. Yeah, the biggest trophy in club football. So, I have faith in him. (laughs) 
good luck to you Arsenal. <laughs> I can't wait for you to come to Anfield again. Yes. Ah no, we don't talk about that club here. Thanks for joining and like I really appreciate it. Should I put your social media in, in the description or where can the people find you? They want to hit you up. Obviously, maybe they want you to create some little fan group. Uh, you can put my Instagram there. All right, no problem. Yeah, yeah, you can right, put guys. there. So, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. If you've listened this far, I have been sitting with probably Zambia's biggest Liverpool fan, Chikuni Zimba. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's really happy, as you can probably tell. He's excited for next season. So if you've listened this far, thank you so much. And stay tuned because more is always on the way. Shikuni, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. All right, my G. Stay blessed. Stay blessed. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We had a bit of a technical difficulty. So that's why there's a small break in between. But we're all back together now. And we're just wrapping things up. So Chikuni was just here telling us basically um, how he was feeling on that day when Liverpool, like, you know, finally got their hands on the trophy. Yeah, it was, it was exciting. My first time actually watching Liverpool lift the trophy. Because I, always, I always used to hear stories. Oh, yeah. Liverpool lifting trophies about the, the 2005 final. Yeah, you know, the 2006 FA Cup, hearing stories about that. But the chance to actually see your team lift the Champions League trophy, that's a different feeling completely, you know? Unmatched. Especially after getting to the final last year mm-hmm. and losing, you know, due to someone's antics, but we won't say his <laughs> name. He who shall not be named. Yeah, he who shall not be named. You know who. Yeah, we know who. But yeah, this year that was something else. And to see Salah score as well, that, that, that was also a good feeling, you know, after he scored. Because he could have easily left us last year and gone to another team. After that season he had, yeah, he could have gone to Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid. But he decided to stick with Liverpool. And look what happened. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Chikuni Zimba, big Liverpool fan. For all you football fans, or Liverpool fans particularly, his Instagram will be in the description, so be sure to hit him up, follow your boy, talk to him about anything he may have said on the show that may have provoked you, or anything like that. And please don't forget, as always, like, rate, review, comment, subscribe, wherever you're listening to this from, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. Please don't forget, um, every, every listen counts, every like counts, every share counts. And your feedback counts as well. Every comment counts, whether good or bad. Let me know what I can improve on. Let me know what I can work on. All those kinds of things. Or what you want me to talk about as well. Um, I, I'm taking in all, all feedback, really. And, yeah, see you next time. And as an outro for this, here is a snippet of Liverpool celebrating their Champions League victory with their famous anthem, You'll Never Walk Alone. See you next time.